What's up, movie lovers? It's your girl, Rossi, and I'm back with another awesome review. Um, I have Jason Holly that is joining me for the horror film Smile. Um, uh, Jay watched it today, and we're going to discuss and um, find out what he thinks about it and what I think about it. So let's get it going. Hi, Jay. How are you? I really I'm like your intro music. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. One up graphics. Thank you. Thank you. One up graphics for doing the, the intro, the outro. Absolutely. Um, so Jay joined me um, some some time ago, some months ago. Uh, Jay uh, wrote and direct. Well, well, he was one of the writers, but he right. directed a film called Northwood Pie. You guys know that John DeGregorio and I did a, a non-spoiler review a few weeks ago. Uh, you can check that out on uh, Rossi Talks. Really good film, you guys. Um, absolutely. I it, side note: I met a young lady uh, at the place that I work, and uh, she's getting ready to go to college. Well, she's oh. going to Irvine. Oh no! So way. of course oh, nice. she brings up Irvine. Well, let me tell you where to eat. So I tell her about you know I'm a podcaster, and there's this place called Northwood uh, Pizza Pie or Pizza. Uh -huh. I'm like uh, telling her about the movie and that all this stuff, and so she's like, "Oh my gosh, Rossi." I am definitely going to check it out. So I'm waiting for her to come back in a month so she can let me know how the pizza tastes. So yes, absolutely. So Northwood Pie, you guys, it came out in 2019. You guys can go and check that out on YouTube, Amazon, uh, a really, really, really good film. Okay. First Smile. off, though, thank you. Just before we get started, um, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I listened to the review you guys did, obviously. Thank you. So thank you guys for that. It was fun hearing you guys talk. I will say, you know, making a small film, that's part of the reward of just making it being real is just seeing other people and people I don't know review and have an experience. So awesome. it really does make my day just to listen to it and, and hear the things you guys like or don't like, or even the things <laughs> right. you're like, you're sure it's this and it's that, but it, it's just fun to, to listen to other people um, talk about the movie. And of course, it, it's, it's good that you guys enjoyed it. And that makes me happy. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys talk, for promoting it. So. No problem. We we love the film. I like, like you and I talk and you had told me that it just came out during the wrong time, you know, mm -hmm. so it didn't get all the press that it should should have gotten. But everyone I talk to, I always let them know, you know, this is going to be one of those cult films. And everyone that I talk to are comparing it to um, 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 uh, Waiting and, um, oh gosh, I can't think of it. Sorry, guys, you know who I am. But it, it's one of those cult films. But everyone I talk to and they after they see the movie, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're right. It was really, really good. I'm like, I told you guys. I told you. So um, but thank you, Jay. And we're looking forward to other things that you have coming up. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But yes. tonight we are going to review the movie Smile. That movie was written and directed by Parker Finn. Um, and Smile actually um, is the grin of death. Okay, so that's what Smile is. It's an entity. It's the grin of death. A little bit, what did you think about the film? Well, first off, this is my second time seeing it. I saw it again today. I did see it in theaters when it came out, but I always like watching a film a second time. I think the person, I think you need to see a film three or four times to, to really get a full grasp of it sometimes. But um, seeing it a second time, it did feel stronger on how I felt before. Um, some quick pauses before I get into negatives. I'm very, Absolutely. I'm a positive person, <laughs> but I love giving negatives first. I'm one of those people you can take me into the, you know, the Sistine Chapel and I will be like, that looks, you know, or that there's a, <laughs> there's a construction pole over there blocking the corner. And I will complain about that for a minute. And then I'll talk for an hour about how beautiful it is. But I always have to like get that out the way. But I will say that um, I do love the cinematography. I think it's very good, especially in today's, you know, digital, maybe too sharp, kind of way i think they did it did a very good job i think it looks the right level of horror i love the blue tint to it um you get some very good angles um the soundtrack is very good the the score the musical score i actually use the musical score a lot for uh i just did a horror short film and okay. i actually used the the music as temp music in some places so okay i became watching it this time i was like extra into it because <laughs> i'm like oh i used all of this music throughout my movie and then right. it's all replaced obviously but it was just there to kind of help me edit and get a sense that it was working um, but, um, the movie itself, it is very scary. I think it succeeds my biggest, my three negative things really. And they're just kind of broad strokes. I know we'll get into it as we go along, dissect. but in general, I think that the movie's too long. I was really into it, yes. but it's about an hour 55 with credits. hour 50 without, and these type of movies, I feel like if it could be, you know, 135, 140, I feel like it would be just that much more impactful. Right. Um, and then I also 
feel that the ending for me, I guess it ties into it going too long. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I just like, there's something about the care. Are we jumping into spoilers? Are we right to going into it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this oh, is, okay. A, okay. Yeah, we're, we're talking about it. The whole movie, and I, I hate jumping into the end right away, but the whole movie, we're, we're very aware that, like, basically, we, we, we know that they've made sound logical reasons to why it's happening. We've kind of gone right. through that there's 20 times this has happened. So, this is a right. issue, but going to my, my third issue right away is that I think she has a viable case, like, to actually go to people and convince people that she's not crazy. Like, we right. have not actually have information where it's like, wow, this has happened X amount of times. Right. If you just went to your sister, and said, <laughs> at that time she didn't hear 20, but she had four. And I know she explains things. Every time she sits down, she just sounds so crazy. I know it's the point of the movie, but it's like, it's like every scene we get, we know more information as an audience to make it seem less crazy. Yes. But then every time she talks to someone, she seems more crazy. Right. And it's like, just calm down and say, listen, this has happened 23 <laughs> times in a row. You see this there guy over here? A week later, this happened. A week later, this right. happened. I feel, and I know it's a movie that you, you need those things of non-logic. Because right. if you said what needed to be said doesn't work. I know that I make movies. But that was the one thing for me where one too many times I did feel um, that I was like, okay, we're, uh, I feel like she's just not explaining it correctly and she can get right. out of this situation well. Right. And that ties into my other issue, I guess, with the ending where, you know, the boyfriend guy, not the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, Kyle yeah. Gallagher, he does just show up and it's, you know, they're like, I don't know. It's not a good idea. It's a very sound idea. And he's the right. one who like read the information and got right. to it with her. And found the 20 people. And obviously, he even understood yes. the murder had to be seen by someone to pass right. it on. I guess actually, actually someone, that's what the prison person told. But I yes. think they would have had that conversation after. And it's almost clear in that. But I don't know. It just seems very half-hearted that he came back. I think they could have made a situation where it's like, oh, they accidentally ended up in the same place. Or they were giving wrong information. Or right. she accidentally did something. But at the end... I'm kind of the, both the characters. I'm like, I don't know if they're the brightest and I don't want to feel that way. The enemy. I want to root for them. And by and the beginning I was, by the end I was kind of like, okay, they can, right. they can go. Anyways, that's a um, long just, but those are my, those are my thoughts. That's the first thing I think when I, when I okay, watch the movie. Okay. I do get you with um, the film being, and just really quick, I want to, I want to tie, um, Tyrese Daniels. Um, I want to respond. Yes, the Saw X 2023 movie. Um, I just got done doing a, a reaction to that and I'll be dropping that probably sometime tomorrow. But I love the Saw series and I'm definitely looking forward to Saw. So you're right. Yes, yeah, Saw X 2023. I'm about to um, watch all of them again myself in preparation. Oh, I love the Saw. And I didn't even know they had another one coming out. I saw someone's reaction that they were doing. I'm like, there's another Saw? Because I thought he died. Anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But Yes, in this film, I do feel like, yes, it was a little too long. I remember me and my husband were talking about, you know, gosh, it's still, you know, it's it's really long. We could have ended it a little bit ago. Also, the ending, it, it, it was it was very predictable that the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend would be the one that carry, that that it takes over, you know, that mm -hmm. the smile, the grin of death. I I wasn't surprised by the ending. Um, but the, the story, and just to let you guys know really quick, uh, so we have Sosie Bacon. She plays Rose Cotter. We have Kyle Gallner, who plays Joel. Jesse T. Usher, Jesse T. Usher who plays Trevor. And um, Caitlin Stacy who plays Laura Weaver. So film starts off. You have a Rose who is um, a very sympathetic um, counselor. She's a, what, what would you call her? A, yeah, a, a therapist. She's a therapist. Yeah, so a therapist to like to like a, almost like a like a county therapist or something. Yes, yeah, right. And her cases are there. I would call them pretty extreme cases of mm -hmm. uh, depression or whatever it is that you're going through. Right. She just happens to meet Stacy shows up in her office and or Laura shows up in her office, and Laura has this crazy story um, that she's. It, it sounds like she's being haunted. Uh, it, it sounds like a ghost story. It's just nuts, and she's saying that she keeps seeing this same person over and over again. And so she's absolutely lost it. The thing about Laura is, is that Laura is a college grad. Um, she's, you know, uh, a, a person that works. There's nothing that's, you know, wrong with her or crazy about her to make you look at her history and say, well, she's had this problem before. No, she hasn't. So this is a regular, normal, functioning adult that ends up having these issues when she shows up at Rose's office. I have to say, 
I, I do agree with you. I love the the tints, the colors, the the blues. I love the way everything was shot. It was it was done quite well. And I love the fact that something as a simple smile, something mm -hmm. like that would scare you so much because the film does have a lot of jump scares to it. And I do yeah. appreciate that. I jumped a few times and yeah. I just saw it yesterday. So I like that. I, I love horror films and I'm not usually, you can't get me with jump scares. Mm -hmm. This one definitely, it, it got me a simple smile. Anyways, Laura's telling Rose about the issues that she's having, what she's seeing, what's going on with her. Rose just thinks she's having a, a, a psychotic episode, you know, something's wrong, as she should. She's a therapist. But that scene in that office, what did you think about the, the, the scene where Laura ends mm -hmm. herself? Just, yeah. Well, first thing, going back to what you said about smile, I, I like that because horror movies and movies in general, right, cliches and tropes are in everything. I'm one of those people, especially as someone who makes something, that I don't necessarily think anything is original anymore. It's about packaging right. things in new places. Yes. And what I love about the smile is that's kind of a trope in horror films that people smile or scary people smile, but it's never been that pure focus. Yeah. So by doing that, it's actually, it's being creative, being smart and saying, hey, this is a, this is something that's in so many movies, but let's make it the the main goal. Right. You know? Right. Um, you know, speaking of that, uh, I wanted to mention something because I had, you know, I was looking at a lot of information about this film and uh, the things that um, the director, uh, Parker Fenn, wanted to do with the with the whole smile thing. So the film was actually based on Parker Fenn's short Parker Fenn's short film, uh, Laura Hasn't Slept. So Caitlin Stacy uh, reprises her role as Laura in the feature version of the short as the woman who kills herself in front of Rose. So it went through, it also went through other names. It was going to be another name. And then they settled mm. on Smile. And I, mean, I know that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, come on, genius. Absolutely. Working. Isn't that? Um, also, I don't want to give too much because I want to leave some of the fun facts at the end. But it this film was also compared to... Um, Let's see. The premise of the film resembles a short story by A.G. Wells, where a man kills a native man in a rural place and has visions of his grinning head always looking at him wherever he goes, something in which no one else sees and ends up killing himself. The story is called Pollock and the uh, Pora Man. That's what the, the original film is called. So just a little bit of fun facts about that film. But like you said, the essence of the smile. So that yeah. scene where uh, uh, Laura starts getting frantic and she falls to the floor because all of a sudden she's talking to Rose and then she sees whatever it is that she sees and yeah. freaks out, completely loses it. Loses she does a great it. job. Is she Great. You and have, she has a great smile. I mean, it's so good oh, they use it for the poster. I mean, right. that's like the face of the... That was great. And what was so brutal about it was you have Rose at the phone and just kind of things just get silent mm -hmm. and eerie. And then as she looks around, Rose, that scene where Laura has the piece of plastic and the sounds of her cutting her neck and just really slow and you hear it and but the smile yeah with no no flinching that's what really sells it you None. know she was smiling but making a face but it's like completely no flinch right. so it's very that's what makes it scary right. you think about when you this time watching i was really thinking about that moment because they take their time it takes like 20 yes. 30 seconds to, to do the whole thing i was really imagining if i was really there watching this happen and just how, and also imagining if I was doing that to myself, which is crazy, but you put yourself in a, in a position yeah, movie and how impossible that would be. So you'd have to be, I mean, like we find out later, I guess somebody else is that at that point, you've already maybe yeah. already dead. It's something, it's already come inside of you. Right. So yeah, it's like, it, it would have to be because it's just, I mean, I don't even know. Just acting. Know. That, that impresses me. I don't even know how for 20 seconds I could do that acting. I think about that just standing there and action. Like, with I don't that, know. With that grin, good. with that permanent yeah, grin exactly. on her face and doing that. And like I said, the sounds that you hear of just her cutting, slitting her throat, but just still that smile is just, it's its there. It, I, I really love that scene. I like how that opens up the movie basically mm -hmm. with that scene. 
and then the movie really starts. And, and oh, it has the, the, the credits out. there. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, it has, are, yes. I love that. I love it in a movie yes. when you don't think it's going to have it. And then when the credit pops up, yes. the opening credit, as a filmmaker, I get excited. I'm always like, as oh, a, here we go. As an audience member, someone that's watching it, I love that too. Because as I'm watching a film, you're thinking, well, the film has already started. I mean, with yeah. we, everything's going on. But when the credits roll and you realize this is just the beginning of the film. This is just the intro to the film. At that point, as a viewer, I'm excited because I can't wait to mm -hmm. see what is going on. What is this smile? I, I love that. It, it and, reminded uh, me kind of how I feel when you've, you've seen a 10 Cloverfield Lane. I really like that movie. It's kind of okay, driving right. in the beginning. Yes. And then a car accident. And then it goes to the opening credits. And I was like, oh, yes. opening credits here. And I get all a little <laughs> excited about the opening credit sequence. So I don't know. I feel like I'm not enough movies today do opening credit sequences. Yes. So when I get one, I get a little giddy. It makes me brings me back to the 90s 80s movies I grew up watching. Absolutely. And also you 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 have a sense for me they they this is going to be a really good film. For some mm -hmm. reason when they have opening credits like that and then they shoot to yeah. the film, this is going to be a really good film. I'm in for a really good ride. That's what I thought after the credits roll and it's like, damn, okay, let's get started. Like this is it. This is where mm -hmm. we're at already. What well, it's just good pacing you know, and good rhythm. If you can have it appear it. at the right time, it somehow yes. adds to that sense of the roller coaster ride flow that you're getting on. It's like you enjoyed that beginning, the ride's going on, and now you're kind of, you know, getting up the lift hill. It's like you had a little pre-scene and right. then it kind of gets, gets you going. So, yeah. Right. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. That's Jamie. Um, her podcast is called In the Front Row, and uh, it's nice. absolutely an awesome podcast. So I've been in yes. the front row of many IMAX theaters where I've, <laughs> I've been like this. So. Right. I remember <laughs> going to the, going to the theater, and um, I remember we'd always have to sit in the back. And I used to be like, I want to sit in the front. Well, we did that once, and then mm -hmm. I realized why you don't want to sit in the front. You know, because you live in the car like that. You know, but you also um, don't want to sit in the back either for me, because then it's no. like, you know, it's like, what is it? Why am I going to yeah. the movie theater? I'm paying fifteen bucks to see it on this right. little screen. Right in the middle, not too close, not too, but yeah. right in the middle. We always sit in the back, and then finally I sit in the front. And my husband's like, You're I in the see, front now. <laughs> I did see Force Awakens at the Chinese opening night Thursday, the first seat, like in the in the front. Because I mean, there was better seats for later showtimes, but it was Star Wars back then. And I was like, I right. have to see it no matter what in the first show. So it was just, you know, like this. Right. Like you're right there. And it's in 3D, you know, back then. So it was, oh, it was basically watching like a fourth of the movie just like this and just kind of everything else is happening around. Dude, uh, when, I, when we when we went to go see E.T. as a kid, you know, we yeah. sat in the second row and it was just, <laughs> yeah. and I just remember, it, you know, the, the big screen E.T. And I remember when he first appeared, my little cousin screamed and the, <laughs> the theater was it and she screamed she was scared et scared my little cousin and et yeah. was sweet but anyway second row um anyways though so that's the opening sequence and what you're going to notice guys is that you see the declining of rose's mental um mental health something something's wrong things start to change and then you notice that she's seeing that she's seeing the, the girl she's seeing laura a lot Mm -hmm. appearing with that smile so this becomes a problem for laura because laura is engaged you know she has a whole life going on so um, a very unlike this husband by the way well, i guess we'll get to it. not a great yes, guy please. <laughs> yes can we talk about that because when you when you think about it, i'm watching this movie i'm like wait so this happened like three days ago and he's like acting like she's been crazy for months and he's trying to leave her yes. and i'm like this is a day ago why don't you just like let's, let's figure it out let's that have a conversation let's listen to thank her thank you <laughs> I, I thought that too. My thing was, I was like, he's awfully cold to her. Yeah. You know, when, when he, when he gives her a hug, it's kind of like, get over it. Kind of, you know, enough already. I did find that strange as well. I remember, you know, I thought maybe the chemistry wasn't there. Something just his behavior towards her, which was odd, was just kind of like she yeah. was getting on his nerves and and this just had happened. So that was odd. Mm -hmm. Th that was really w weird. As a filmmaker, I wonder, because sometimes when you're writing and it's tough, because you also, but you need the ex-boyfriend to be the guy you like and want her to hang out with more. Right. So it's one of I those tough that. writing things where you're like, we got to make the the husband worse and the ex-boyfriend right. better so we can hang right. out with him type of thing. But he's just, again, I'm like, I'm not liking this guy at all. The whole yeah, I, I feel I, bad. I, he, you know, nice guy. I'm sure he's a great, you know, great person and a good actor. I've seen him in other things before, but 
but yeah, just the chemistry or the coldness or the direction, something was off. Yes, sure. something. Okay. I'm happy it wasn't just me because I I, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just me because I noticed that. So I didn't know bad casting. Um, maybe they just didn't jail. But okay, if that's her loving fiance, why yeah. is he acting like that? Yes, Joanne, <laughs> uh, something was off with him. And you noticed that too. So little things, guys, little things. But she goes home. She's not acting right. Uh, she's 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 breaking glass all over the place. She's she's absolutely losing it. And Jay, you're right about the fact that in each scene, as you know, the buildup goes on and she finds out about it, she is she's not able. Why isn't she able basically to just say, "Hey guys, yeah. listen." I don't know. I think the movie needed to give something that, like, I get that maybe she's getting crazier as it goes on, but it doesn't necessarily. At times, she feels like she can have a normal conversation for yes. a second, take a deep breath. And it just like the whole movie, I'm just sitting on my couch, like, take a deep breath <laughs> and just explain <laughs> it. Like, you know, like, come on, I'm, I'm on your side. It's happened 20 <laughs> times in a row. It's, it's, that's not a coincidence. You know, anyone you sit down and say, hey, look, I mean, I think you'd be like, okay, well, even if I think it's weird, like, if I was you, I would be freaking out and wanted to solve this. Right. So, absolutely. But again, you can't have that as a, you need her to be in that situation. But they, they, right. some but I, I do get, or thing. Or, right. You would think that at a point, like, you know, it would be woosah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Or at least at least no. make the effort to do that. It seems like she doesn't even try to really, no, it's, it's like she keeps sounding crazier and crazier yes, and crazier. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> she's, and, talking, you know, she's talking to her sister and it's like, Oh, oh my gosh. Right. The, the, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so anyways, okay. So she, you know, she, she's starting to, she's starting to break down. You're seeing things that that's things that are going on. You enter, she, you get to meet her ex-boyfriend who mm-hmm. obviously she really can't stand. And uh, he, he goes up to the hospital. He's like, you know, I, I got this call. I wanted to come and check up on you. You get the, the, you get it that, you know, the breakup wasn't that didn't go that well, mm-hmm. whatever, but he's but very concerned still. for her. Yeah. They were very, yeah, they were it very It wasn't close. a six-month relationship, you know, it was a oh, real right. thing. This yeah. was they were their a friends before, or they dated for right. a while, yeah. Right, so. But you can feel that just in a little bit of scene, which I always appreciate oh. as a director, that's stuff you take for granted. But when yeah. you watch a movie and, you know, they've been on screen 45 seconds, you can already tell that stuff. I mean, yes. that's that's the stuff that makes, is, is good. And when yes. someone doesn't necessarily think about it, that means we're doing our job, right? It's one of those right. things that you'd want, you want to go unnoticed. Right. Also, I want to talk about the 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 guy that uh, the other patient that becomes a you know somewhat mm. a, a part of this film yes because remember he comes in there uh this is a guy that is having a psychosis episode a breakdown um and but i didn't get that he was going through what laura was going through i didn't mm. get that until you know rose walks by his room and the he's sitting there and he's sitting there with that just that smile on his face, looking at her. And I remember she goes in a room and she ends up freaking him out and he starts screaming and whatnot, but that smile. And to Mm -hmm. me, you saw Laura with that smile. You see him, something's not going, going right. Well, that's, so, that's in her head. I don't think he's not really smiling. You know, that's like she's seeing other her, people. She's seeing that? No. Yeah. So it's like, it, it is. Cause then like later, when she when she calls for them to like tie him down, yes, like then like flash cuts right, and he's like right, laying on the right. bed. He's so I think in, so. Right. It's, so it's like implying that I think that's like because it's what you see people. It says like you see your friends or the right. Other people. That's very true. Right. So I think it's like manipulating her right. her vision into that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So guys, let me explain that to you. So okay. So what the smile does is once he's in your head, there are people that are family members. It can it can show up as being them, someone you know, yeah. a neighbor, whatnot. So there's parts in the film, like I thought that she really saw the the the, the patient sitting there smiling when really she was seeing things. Okay. Yeah. So you you notice in certain parts where she'll see things. And then when that when when reality sets in, it's not exactly what what it was. So when yeah. I saw him sitting up there smiling, he wasn't actually doing that. She was just seeing that and she freaked out because of that. And so, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Dr. Morgan, who's played by Cal Penn, lets her know, you got to take a break. Like, you happy need to, to take see a him leave, in the movies again. You know, <laughs> what would you, what'd you say? Just happy to have him back in the movies again. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Obviously, he's been focusing on other stuff. So, right. Uh, Cal Penn. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, uh, gosh, he was in, um, I think he was in Timeless. 
that that's the last time I saw him. Okay. He was uh, one of the scientists and Timeless. That um, have you seen that? Did you ever see Timeless? I, I have not seen Timeless, but it was really I like good. the Harold and Kumar movies and stuff. As a the kid. Harold and Kumar, yeah, Harold and, and Kumar. He even like I know it was famously, but you know he stepped away and he was like on Obama's staff somewhere doing something. So he's obviously oh, some smart. He's a smart person. Yeah, I don't know what he was working on, but he worked in the government for a while and okay. then did some other stuff. And I think he wrote a book. So okay. he's definitely like an intellectual. Yeah. Okay. I also remember him from, a, it's a show called Timeless. Uh, he plays a very smart scientist. Um, it's a time traveling TV show. It did really well. It's, I think it's on, I think uh, Netflix picked it up, but really, really good. But yeah, I hadn't seen him, seen him in a long time. So um, a familiar face, you all know, uh, you all know him. Uh, what was the movie again? Because I never really watched. The Harold and Kumar movies. Okay. Everyone yeah. knows Harold and, and Kumar. And then he's okay. also was in uh, the, what are they called? The Val... Is it what's it called? Uh, there's the one with Ryan uh, Reynolds where he's like uh, the king of uh, college. Oh he's like been a college. Oh, that's so right. Long. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then uh, they made like a DVD sequel with yes, him, and he was in a couple yes, stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The college. Van friend. Wilder. Van Wilder. Van Wilder. Yes, that's right. He and was. then Van Wilder: The Rise of Taj, the sequel right, okay. starring Cal Penn. Right. Right. Gosh, Jay. Damn. Okay. All right. Thank you. Buffing me up on my movie history. Yeah, that was a throwback film of gosh, that's would you would you consider that a cult movie as well? Do you think it's some cool. people consider that movie a cult movie? I mean, if you so, uh, the, the Val Kilmer movies, the hell, yeah, the Harold and not Kumar. Val Kilmer, or Harold and Kumar. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think at the time, I think that they were good examples of what we don't have now. So, the, the first one made 18 million domestically. Oh, wow, which isn't that much money, but it ended up making 60 million dollars on DVD. Which is why they made the sequel. Uh, okay. So it's one of those back in the day. So it was kind of a cult film. It was a film that didn't do well in theaters. And then it came out right. on DVD. And then people were renting it back then and passing right. the DVD around. And then it kind of got a following, which is why they made a sequel. And the sequel made, you know, over double. Right. So, right. And we ended up getting a third one eventually. So, yeah, I think it's like it's it's like a fast cult movie in a way. Right. Okay. Because it happened. It happened. So in so many years. So okay. it's beca become because of franchise. I don't know if you can call any franchise cults anymore. But like, I think it was kind of started as that. Yeah. Right, right. Back in the days of of really good films and really different movies, and everyone's kind of doing something different today. Like you said, it's we you know we yeah we we get a lot of the same thing, and a lot of the we talked about a lot of the horror films are it's it's kind of the same same. You you know what you're getting. You can go and pretty much predict the the whole movie. Um, and with Smile, what I liked about it was like I said, the simple something as simple as a smile, something non threatening. Yeah. Another thing, did you notice that in the film they had Easter eggs? Um, she there's a place where she's standing. Um, mm -hmm. She's standing in her um, in the cafeteria at work, getting coffee, and her coffee mugs her coffee mug has a smiley face on it. And okay. then there's another part in the film where the 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 chart paint the the chart that has the pain mm -hmm. levels. Okay, you yeah, see the smile there. Mm -hmm. They also would show. Um, old like 1940s you remember the books uh see jane run see jane and they mm. have the okay they had little um a poster of one of those advertisement with the smile so throughout yes. the film they were throwing in easter eggs of a happy face here or you'd see it behind in the back of you know in the scene somewhere yeah. on a wall or she's holding a mug with the smiley face so there are Easter eggs. And when you see that first scene with her with the mug with the smiley face and you notice it, you don't think about it until you start noticing other Easter eggs that they put in there. So I like how they played off the whole smile premise. Um, anyways, you want to go and, and and let them know a little bit of of more of the things that Rose is going through to where well, let's talk about when she finds out that there has been other cases. Yeah, because besides, by that point, she's yeah. losing it. She's seeing the yeah. The girl, things are going on, but she ends up finding out. Well, she does the she does a well, she does a good job of like she investigates. So she ends up going on this path of finding out. So to get there, um, she ended up trying finding out the person, her patient. She ends up looking up who her patient got who killed her in front right. of her. So then right. she goes and backtracks it and finds that person that lit the person's husband or that, right. her, that person's wife. And she goes to her house, and that's what kind of gets her to oh, the right. ex-boyfriend yes. again. And yep. then that's when they kind of sit and do all the investigating. So she's proactive right. in that way. And then right. I think after she figures it out, I think that's maybe where the movie 
I'm ready for it to maybe shift into that third gear already into right. that third act, but maybe it kind of pads a little bit before kind of yeah. wanting to, to commit. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to think what, what, after she figures it out, character growth wise, we don't really see much besides, I guess she's just damaging more relationships. She damages a relationship with her sister. She damages a relationship with her terrible fiance. Honestly, right. that, was good. that was a plus. That was a positive anyways. I mean, she ends up, you know, dying at the end of the movie, but Anyways, even if, if she didn't, she would have got out of that and saved herself. Right. But um, I mean, it seems like probably one of those very successful people who's going to live in a mansion, you know. And, and that's but maybe, but not take his wife. There's not even talk to his wife. So. Right. You know, yes, he was very. Um, <laughs> um, uh, his character was very about how everything looks, how you know yeah. his how they're perceived by. He wants to be the perfect know, person. The, yeah, everything's perfect. Yeah. I do want to talk about the sister. Um, the sister absolutely is like thinking that she's losing her mind because one thing about Rose is that her mother, her mother, um, her mother died, uh, overdosed or or committed suicide. They're saying she committed yeah. suicide. It's an it's you an know? accidental suicide right. because it makes it clear. They say suicide, but she obviously makes. I guess. You get the, I, I think the idea now that I just watched it today, thinking about it, and now we're talking about it, was it was a suicide, and then at the end, it's revealed that it wasn't fully a suicide right. because she saw it happen. So that, right. that when it was reported, they didn't know that the girl actually, you know, had a chance <laughs> to call the police or something and like she that. Did, but she, she did, did not. Which is I can't imagine. I'm trying to put myself on that. Show. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, and at that part, you know, just really quick, there's a part in the film, guys, where. Um, Rose goes back to her old home. Okay. Um, it's the end of the movie. It's the third act. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's towards the end of the movie and we'll get there, but, but her mother, so her mother committed suicide. So her sister is thinking that, that her Rose's sister is thinking that this is what's going on with Rose. Like she's losing her mind. She's turning into their mother. Well, uh, Rose has a nephew and it's a, it's okay. a really, <laughs> this scene's crazy. This scene is absolutely crazy. So Rose has a cat called a uh, mustache or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mustache ends up disappearing. And in the film, you, you, you understand that Rose loves her cat. She's into like, this is her family pet. Okay. Yes. The pet ends up, it's, it's missing. Something's wrong with it. Now at that part, as an, as an audience viewer, whoever's watching it, you know, you know, yeah. Rose did something to this cat. We just don't know what yet, but. But they do the know. good job as a, as a filmmaker, those moments. So I'm just saying the, the, the key no, is. Because it's similar to like, you know, this is the Northwood Pie thing, right? Where in Northwood Pie, they play the pinball machine. Right. Obviously, it's very obvious that, yes, that's going to come back into play. It's a movie. You right. want to set that up. But you want people to forget about it just enough. And they do that. It's not like the very next scenes the cat thing. No, exactly. You almost yeah, forget absolutely. about it. Like 20, 30 minutes go by. And then it's like, oh, yeah. You yes. kind of forgot that that thread. So when it picks up, it closes it, but keeps it open. So Right. Absolutely. So, so mustache is, is missing. So, you know, uh, Rose has to go to her sister's house. It's her nephew's birthday party. A lot of kids are there. I remember thinking, because at this point, she 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 has really lost it, okay? Mm -hmm. So when she's going over to the sister's house for the birthday party, I'm thinking, girl, please don't lose it. Don't do nothing <laughs> crazy. Please, please keep it together. Don't do this at this kid's party. So it seems like, okay, everything's going to go good. What's up, C C Bar? Um, yeah, we. I'm happy that you love the movie as, as well, and it is a must see. I do think people should go and see this film. Um, but so they're at the party, and you know, I'm hoping she doesn't lose it. And and you do forget all about uh, mustache by this point. You're not at least. I'm not even thinking about the cat. That's not on my mind. You're thinking yeah. she's going to come in here and totally clown on these people. She's going to do something. She's going to see a smile, and it's going to be over. Well. So, uh, you know, she got her, her nephew loves trains and she got him a nice little, a train. That's what's supposed to be. He opens up his gift though. And when you see that look, <laughs> did you, you knew, you knew what he was. The first, I mean, I, I didn't actually, the, the first time I'm watching, I remember being like, well, what is it? And I, or, or did I think it was a cat? The second time I knew it was a cat when I watched it today. Right, right. So I can't, but the first time I don't think I knew, I think I was shocked for a second. And I think okay. I was, was like, kind of like. I was thinking, oh my God, what if it's the cat? Yeah. What if it's the cat? Because the way the kid looked, it's like, bing, 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 bing. It's the freaking cat. And then obviously he looks up, looks at his parents and <laughs> and the cat come and she is standing there. And I feel so bad for her in this moment because 
Rose is really a lovely woman. You know, you you really yeah. like her character and you don't like that she she's going through this. You get that she has a wonderful heart. That's why you're wondering why is she with the with homeboy, with the husband, yeah, you yeah. know, what what is that about? Because you don't, that's the thing, you don't put them together because she's such a you get she's a very caring and loving woman, you know. But, yeah, she's not doing her job for money. They make it clear no, she can make oh, more money she, elsewhere and other stuff and that she's choosing to this. help people. Yeah. Right. Because of what happened to her mother. Mm-hmm. She won and and because when the you guilt find she out has probably, yeah. There you go. It's absolutely so the trauma, as they say the, in the movie. The 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 birthday scene though, she does lose it and and it's and everyone's looking at her. I thought it was rude. I was like, sister, go to your sister. Go. Like, why didn't her sister go to her? Hug her. Let's, yeah. They're just all just like. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's a little weird. I'm trying to imagine you see your sister. You, I can't even. You're trying. I can't imagine your kid's birthday. Someone pulls out a dead cat and it's like. Right. Uh, and, and of course, you know, your sister's been having issues up until yeah. this point, but. But again, it's I only just, like you know, four days of issues. That's why even the sister cutting <laughs> her off. It's like, everyone's just like, you're dead to me. Yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. What, it's like, it's been four days. Get her help. Like, right. If you really, I mean, I know they try to, but like, there's so many steps you would do to get someone help before you yes. would cut them off after four days. Yes. I feel like. So, yes. I don't know. But, that's, but again, so, yes. the movie has to be, be accelerated. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at, at that scene, I thought, come on, you guys, you know, help her out, you know. And then but she falls on the, the glass table, too. Oh, her, her back's got, oh, man, terrible. <laughs> it was like when she fell through that glass table and everyone's just still standing there. And at that point, I'm like, sister, go help <laughs> your sister up there. I like, would you, would you help her up? If you, were like, stand, if you were a random person invited, would you go help her up? Be honest. I would. Yeah. I would. I would person. honestly, I would run over there and go help her up because at this point, She's got glass everywhere. Yeah. Like she, you Let's know what honest. I mean? So Anyone would go I would do that. In like, real life, if someone falls through glass, you're going to go. You're going to go. Yeah. Even though your your baby boy may have pulled a cat out of the bag and, <laughs> and, and it was dead. And, and that's the cat. And you, you yeah. think your aunt killed the cat. At that point, though. Okay. Well, she, she, she's laying on glass now. Okay, guys. Like she's impaled by glass. Can someone please go and, and help her out? And they don't. She sits up and she just lit, lets out this well, this scream. Anyways, fast forward it along. We know that there's been other cases. She finds it out. She goes to her ex-boyfriend, who's a cop. Mm-hmm. That, and the only person that actually gives her the time of day, the only person that gives her a hug, the only person that lets her come in, you know, hang out, like, let's talk about this. She explains to him, though, there's something not right. We all right. know that's ulterior you know, motives, though. Like, we know how men work. It hey, was a, we, we he's know. the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> we know, because he's been showing up at that hospital awfully a lot. <laughs> yeah. And and no matter what not he says. for the fiance. So, you know, he's still like, you know, I'll I'll do whatever I have to do to get you back, you know. And and he'll yeah. end up saying that at a certain point in the film. But he helps her out, he lets her in. She ends up, uh, he ends up looking up, you know, some of the cases, like uh yeah. Jay was saying, she he she ends up finding out uh, the the wife of the husband who end up doing the same thing that Laura did. What what it is, guys, is we end up finding out that. This is a demon. It's it's the smile, the grin of death. And what happens is this. If if and I would think that also it seems to attack people that has some type of trauma, maybe something that's mm-hmm. going on where they're vulnerable, you know, to be able to possess. But that ends up what what's happening. Um, you find out that if someone, if you watch someone commit suicide in front of you, um that gets that the the smile transfers to you, but it has to be an extreme like suicide it has to be something that's totally crazy mm-hmm. um, that they did to kill themselves. And if you witness that in the film, then that smile attaches to you and then you have that demon. You find out the only way to get rid of it is to go and kill someone. But you can't just kill someone. You have to do it in front of someone else, but it has to be in a uh, an extreme kill, like something that really yeah. makes, you know, you have to do that. So um, then they show, you end up seeing video of other people, a guy that was caught on tape, remember the the camera um, yeah. uh, from the, you know, the gas station, wherever they're at. It's garden shears. Oh, that was, yeah. I mean, he just, yeah, they're at a gas station. He just, you see a guy just walk into frame, goes to the, the truck, um, grab the garden shears, and he stands in front of a lady, and she's just like, you know, filling up with gas. And you see, and it's like, no, he didn't do it. And he just snaps his, snaps his neck. So, 
and 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 that lady, I'm sure, carry that on, and and so on and so mm-hmm. on. So that's that's how um, you get the smile into you, and that's the way that you're able to get rid of the smile, or you know, kill the demon, whatever, is to go and kill someone else, and then you know you're free of it. The only problem is Rose thought that you know if she would just be alone and stay away from people, that it would be easier. She wouldn't have to worry about. Um, you know, she'd be safe alone instead of being with people. Because remember, the smile can look like your friend, your neighbor, your husband. And that happens when Rose decides to go back to her childhood home. That's, you know, just condemned. And oh my gosh, dude, didn't you think the scene in that home, you know, the the fire, the and then when you see the smile. The monster thing. Yeah, yeah the monster with all the jaws and stuff. Oh my gosh, that was well. The, well first, I wanted to say that tall and ju- it's yeah. scary. It's just scary. What did you think? Well, before I was going to say that it's. It, I think it's it's smart. She wanted to be alone because it does set up that you know it needs someone to pass it on. Right. The whole point right. is that it kills right. you in front of someone to see it. So right. if she's alone. It can't Very transfer true. over. Very true. So that's why I think the boyfriend was done when he came at the end type of thing. I think it was kind of <laughs> a good idea to go there alone. But no, right. I mean that that practice that, that's a practical effect they see on the on the making of and behind the scenes that they that's a you know that's a person in a suit or a prosthetics and a, wow and it's like a little robot face thing they made with all of those jaws. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's really incredible. That's a scary image. It's something I've never thought of seeing. And then you see it from a wide like go inside of yes. her, which yes. kind of you know. So she's going to become another one of you. I, I don't know. It's 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 a really creepy kind of thing. I'm glad they saved that. You know, before they have a tall person, and that person's still scary. They're right. kind of walking through the house when they have like pale face oh, and they have like the little red around their eyes and stuff. Right. But then at the very end, you know, that rips itself open and that's right. what becomes that smile kind of. Creature. Right. And that's it's where different. she has her delusions is at the house. Uh, she mm-hmm. ends up going into the room and sees her mom laying there on the bed. And just to let you guys know, in the beginning of the film, it opens up literally with that scene of the mom laying on the bed, you know, uh, because mm-hmm. she committed suicide. Um, and so Rose is back there. She sees her mom again. She's having this conversation with her dead mom. And uh, you find out that as a kid, Rose, like uh, Jay said, she, she watches her mom die, but her mom was asking for help. And she just kind of, you know, leaves out, shuts the door and allows her mom to die because you find out that her mom was abusive and she was, you know, just not a good person. Okay. So mm-hmm. very the trauma. Anyways, she ends up seeing things in that house. I mean, she she um she she thinks that that she actually got rid of it. You think that she got rid of the smile because she ended up burning down the house. She leaves out, the house is burning, and you think also she she's she she won. It's it's over with. But then her yeah. boyfriend shows up. And I figured he would show up and find out where she was because I remember they the there was a point where when she got there that she left the phone in a car. He was calling, so he ends up coming there and helping her. I guess uh, going to help her, and he calls for her, and uh, she sees him, but she sees something different. So she screams and she goes back into the house, or she no, she thinks that she's at his house, right? Like the next yes. scene is. So it, it looks like when she burns, like she walks outside. And right. she thinks she defeated it in her mind because like right. the house burned down behind her. And then it's like cut to the next day or later, what you yes. think, right? And it's like her talking to her boyfriend. And then it's revealed that like, no, she's still in the mind game with the smile creature at her house. Right. And yes. then she walks out and that's where her boyfriend is or her ex-boyfriend really there in right. the car. And that's when she realized what's happening. So she runs back and slams. Right. And that's the scene where she runs back inside and you see the smile at with yes, the, that's the, the smile creature. Oh my gosh, just creepy. The the mouth, uh, just him opening up her mouth and going inside of her was an awesome scene. I love that it was absolutely scary. I love how he, he was really tall and and just freaky. It reminded me of a scene in God of War. I think it was Odin that he meets and he's like super just a giant, mm-hmm. you know. But awesome scene. I love that. And in that scene you then see that Rose has been possessed. Uh, she is, you know, she's been taken over by the grin of death. Yeah. She pours, as he walks inside, uh, the, the cop boyfriend uh, walks inside because she's, she's freaking out. And he's standing there 
And she's not facing him, but she's pouring obviously gasoline over her head. She turns around and there's that freaking awesome smile. <laughs> and I, when she takes the freaking matches out, lights it up and drops it on herself. And he's just standing there, mm -hmm. just standing there looking. It's like, you can't look away. And obviously he now is possessed by the smile. Yeah. Yes. And Which so I kind of happy hear. ending. It, it's not a movie. Obviously, it goes into his eye. It's like her burning, and then it's like, right. And it's and it made a lot of money, so we'll get a sequel. So I, you know, I thought that too. I thought maybe we we definitely get a sequel. I would I could go for it. Um, overall, guys, I I find this film to be really good. Um, if you have time to watch it, make sure it's on a, a day that you have at least two hours available to watch it. That's one thing that I do feel it was a little too long. They could have ended it, but. I, I enjoyed the film. It was really good. The actors were were really good. If you don't know, um, uh, that was a uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter who played yeah. Rose. Yes, that was that, and I she looked just like her mother. You know, so yeah, that Kira was Cedric. Yes, yeah. yeah, she yeah. Watching it, I was clearly like, oh, you guys look like both of them, kind of more Kira Cedric, I guess. Yes, right. definitely. I didn't know it was Kevin Bacon's daughter until I saw the name. But uh, when I saw the name, I'm like, oh. Absolutely. That's who she, that's who she looked like throughout the whole film. She looked like her. So yeah, I thought she did a great job. Um, like I said, the film is really good. You guys check it out if you haven't. Um, it's something different. It, it is gory with the kills. It is absolutely gory. The picture of uh, the guy who shot himself and his tongue's all mangled and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, other other than it being it's, really it's really not long, in the gold in the gore though, like it's, it's kind of quick like flashes to yes. jump scare you, but it's not yes. like a saw movie or a torture movie or anything. Like no, that. no, no, it's definitely not a saw, definitely not a torture film. Yeah. it's just the kills that they show really quickly. It's it's really cool. Um, the the her slicing her throat, Laura, in the beginning, really awesome. The sound mm -hmm. from that, really cool. And but mainly the jump scares, uh, the jump scares and. That that smile, it 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 was yeah. freaky. It freaked me out. Oh, so. my, my favorite jump scare. So it's when yeah, she's no, at please. the she's at the table, like at night, like her dining room table or something, and then out of nowhere, or she's like researching, and then it's like right on the side. Of her yes, that, that got me. I never, oh. I never jump in a movie. And yes. I and I jumped in the theater at that, and I was I remember looking like that was a good one because that one that that part too. I'm happy you brought that up because that part scared the shit out of me. I remember <laughs> jumping off the couch, so it did get me, and I appreciate that. I love movies like that. Um, yeah, Jade, last thoughts on the film? No, I mean, kind of what I said earlier. Like besides, I mean, obviously we both we named our problems with some of the ending and stuff, but yeah. very well done movie, very well directed, well acted you know, well-made. I'm excited to see, you know, the filmmaker made a uh, deal with Paramount, so we'll be making more oh, movies there. Um, I was impressed with, you know, the look for the budget and everything, so definitely right. recommend. And we're not getting as many, I think, theatrical, I guess maybe we still do get a lot of theatrical horror movies, but everything, like, same with, like, the superhero, it feels connected. We get a lot of Conjuring movies, yes. a lot of, like, yes. IPs. So it's nice just to have an uh, original horror movie that I can say will right. be added to my list of, uh, you know, once every few years, five years, whatever, I'm going to throw it on there in terms of being, it's a, you know, it was a top three horror movie last year, I thought. So, I mean, I right. definitely and this recommend film, it. It came out uh, September, I think, 22nd, 20 or 23rd, 20, mm -hmm. 20, tw September 20th, 2022. I believe it's the release date. It was released in 2022. Um, and really quick, guys, I wanted to... Um, point out some things that maybe you guys didn't know really quick. So um, Parker Fenn told the actors who would be smiling in the film that he wanted dead eyes um, that do not match an incredibly uncomfortable white tooth bearing smile that it was meant to feel predatory in nature. Okay. So I thought that he did a great job on that, especially yeah. uh, Laura. She did great. Um, the film was originally titled Something's Wrong with Rose um, before being sure. renamed Smile. Um, what much better decision. I don't think that movie makes absolutely. anywhere near as much money called the first one. Something wrong with Rose. Yeah. yeah. Smile much better. Um, also, Paramount originally planned for the film, which had a low budget of 17 million, uh, to be a streaming only release on Paramount Plus. Mm. The film was screened for test audiences and scored much higher than anticipated, prompting Paramount to give the film a theatrical release in the United States. It grossed 22 million over its opening weekend, which Paramount's distribution chief, Chris Ars Arison said 
exceeded our wildest expectations. This movie did really, really good. Also, one more thing, guys, the smiles in the film are all natural and not enhanced with visual effects. The studio even asked if they could be tweaked, but Parker Fenn stuck to his guns as he wanted um, them to be grounded in their creepiness. So just a little bit about the film, guys. Um, Anyways, Jay, what do you have going on? What's coming up? What new movie are we going to be able to see soon? Oh, a lot going on. I mean, I just did a short film, which I talked about in the beginning, which uh, won't come online for everyone to see because it has some festivals to play at and premiere at until uh, mid-October. So I'm very excited for that. It's just a little three-minute horror short film, but it's kind of a little practice, fun test for my next feature film, which um, I'm in the process. I won't won't say too much stuff, but um, things are going good. It's going to be a much uh, bigger, more expensive movie than my first movie. It is more in the vein of a horror film. Um, I'm not sure when I'm shooting, but I, I do have a producer um, and it will definitely be shot sometime next year. So hopefully 2025, I know that's how movies work. Obviously it sucks, but right. 2025, you'll be watching a new feature film by me if all goes well. Cool. Um, so again, thank you for having me. And of course, thank you for talking about Northrop Pie. And I'm excited to talk about the other movie in the future. Um, but I'm excited to share my short film with you guys too and just Please. get your thoughts on that. I mean, just watching you two both again, watch North of Pie and everything makes me feel really good. And I mean, congratulations on the show you guys all do and all these different channels you're starting. It's very impressive. (laughs) Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We we enjoy doing this. Uh, John and I, when we review a film together, it's special films that we have to review together. And, you know, I waited to review Northwood Pie until his schedule was open. So I love uh, doing that review with him and just to hear his thoughts, because I've already seen the film a few times, actually. So for him to see the films also a few times as well. And uh, young men at my work that I work with have seen Northwood Pie and have came back and said, oh my gosh, you're right, really good. So I hope that you do come back to the show with your next short film, your next feature film. You know, you're always welcome here, always. um, we, we, We love what you're doing and I cannot wait to see what you have in store for us with your horror film that's coming out. I'm excited about that. Thank you, Jay. Um, I'll see you guys uh, next week. Also, I have two reactions that will be uh, dropping tomorrow. So look look for them. Uh, The Zack Snyder's new film and also um, Saw X. Uh, Those reactions will be dropped tomorrow. Uh, Thank you guys very much. Um, You know what's up. Thank you guys. Be good to each other. And I will see you guys later. 